Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Never heard anyone when I'm going to get so. Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Election week continues. Yeah, baby. But we do have the big races pretty much counted. But Midterm Mayhem, something during the midterms that we brought you at 4.05 every single day. The madness. The mayhem. That is and was the midterm elections. Oh, man. You know, when the dust has started to settle, we get over the hump every week. But this week is a different kind of hump because of the chaos. Mm. We're able to take a deep breath, turn to our election insider, the one, the only, the former governor of the great state of Arizona. Ah, the governor! Jan Brurano. Jan, how you doing? I'm exhausted. <laughs> wow, we've had quite the week, haven't we? I said this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Lake blew it. It's 100% her fault. She told McCain Republicans in Arizona to get the hell out. Is that the stupidest move you've seen in politics when you were running? And by the way, you never lost an election. You should probably teach this new Republican batch of folks how to win because you knew how to win. You don't tell people not to vote for you. Who does that? Absolutely, you don't tell people not to vote for you. You don't tell people to get out. I, it was just horrible. I mean, we're the party of the big tent. We're supposed to welcome everybody in there. We're going to have differences. But we all basically believe in the same philosophy of the Republican Party. You don't run people away. This whole idea of what's happened in this last year within the Republican Party has been divisive. And it's just driven people screwing away like little mice. It's horrible. Talking to our election insider, uh, the one, the only, uh, Jan Brewer, and a uh, uh, former governor of the great state of Arizona. You know, you talk about the big tent, and this tent felt like it was a party of one or so for Carrie Lake. You can't win like that. Did she really no. honestly think in her mind that, that impressing somebody in uh, Mar-a-Lago was going to be the best way to, to do this? She obviously did because, I mean, she drank the Kool-Aid 100%. I mean, she didn't stand on her own at all. It was just who could be more abusive to the voters out there. Uh, she never pivoted. I hate to say that. Like I've said always, I, you know, she was my friend. She was my friend. But I, she, I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know who was advising her. Whatever it was, it sure didn't work. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is joining us. It is midterm mayhem. You had lunch with Katie Hobbs. That was a few weeks ago. Kind of surprised us all. It really shouldn't. Why can't Republicans and Democrats sit down and have a lunch crying out loud? But Lake never returned your phone calls. You wanted to chat with her. I think your advice probably would have been get off the rigged election of 2020 and move on and, and come towards the middle. Did you call Katie Hobbs and congratulate her? I talked to Katie Hobbs, and I congratulated her. I told her it was a big win, and congratulations. She, of course, reciprocated and wanted to, uh, you know, have an opportunity to sit down and talk, which is generally what happens when you have uh, people in the office of uh, that you run uh, to sit down and talk with them. I mean, Janet Napolitano sat down with me, and we chatted, and we talked about the office. And uh, I think, you know, I owe that to uh Katie, if she wants to talk to me, to do that. And I would like to be there to, to make her successful. She is our governor. I mean, if I can share with her some administrative things or things that I think that she might learn some things from me about, I would share that with her. We want our state to be successful. and You lead from the top. And so anything that I can help her with, I will do that. 
philosophically, we're probably not going to agree on a whole lot of things. But it's just the style of engaging people. And, I, you know, and she's a woman. And Arizona's been great to women politicians. I don't know why we can't be civilized. I'm tired of all this and people not being civilized to one another. Our party and our leadership has turned in to be so divisive that you don't know who you can talk to, who you can't talk to. And they think they can make the decisions for all of us. Uh, speaking of the party, Kelly Ward, mm. yeah. she needs yeah. to go, right? I mean, she's just, she's, first of all, even if she's the most wonderful person in the world, which she's not, even if she was... You can't win anything, so why do I have you representing us from the top when it comes to the Republican Party in this state? Was it 0 for 7? 0 for 7. The last seven big races she's lost. She's got to go, right? True that. She is absolutely has been a disaster for our party. And if she is not the star, and if she's not in the middle of it all, then she doesn't want anything to do with you, period. She couldn't even win her own elections, and now she's lost all these other elections. She was supposed to be our leader. Unfortunately, she's very divisive, very divisive. And it's hurt our whole party. Our party is in shambles. You know, word is, is that she's not going to run for re-election. Does she want to resign? She'll never resign. She'll never own up that she was a loser. But she is. She's a loser. Amen. I, look, I, I think we can all agree. Well, you know, she called Gatos a lightweight loser. And the reality is she's kind of a middleweight loser. She has been a disaster. You know, she doesn't even know what camaraderie is. She's just destroyed our party. She is not collegial. No, I hate to say that about another Republican, and especially one that holds the position that she holds. But uh, the people out there that I know that are Republicans that are involved with the party, they're disappointed. I mean, they're so upset. People just want to walk away. We've got to get a grip on this, and we've got to get it turned around. Getting it turned around means we need new leadership at the top, for sure. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer, uh, Karen Taylor Robeson, uh, I think she's well-liked in Arizona. Is she the one to replace Kelly Ward? Because it was Robeson who came out strong and said, this woman's been an unmitigated disaster. Is Robeson the person to run the party? I think she'd be absolutely fabulous to be the chairman of the Republican Party in Arizona. I've not talked to her yet. We've been missing calls back and forth. She would be dynamite. She would be a dynamite leader. But will she do it? I don't know. I, you know, I tried to test her out a little while back. I didn't get much of a response. And then I saw her big uh, her letter that she put out yesterday and um, wasn't able to reach her yesterday either. But she contacted me today and we're going to talk later this evening. I'll see what's on her mind. I don't have anything to share with you right now. But as far as I'm concerned, she would be stellar. But you know what the problem is, is that we've got a lot of people in the party that are Kelly Ward supporters. They drank the Kool-Aid, too, with her. And um, I don't know if they've got the numbers to hang on to whatever philosophy that they think that they're winning with that is actually losing everything that we've built up over the years. Precinct committeemen, they are the ones that elect the chairman. It's going to be a difficult task to make a big swooping change like this. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer joining us. Midterm mayhem uh, every day at four. Hey, Governor, thanks for joining us. Great insight today. And you are fired up and unhappy with your party. And I can't blame you. And I listen, I think Robeson can turn this whole thing around. And maybe that's the way to go. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks, Governor. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Uh, wow. She hadn't been that fired up in a long time. And she, she you know. I, she I, let it loose. She because did. you love your party. Yeah. You love what it stands for. But this Arizona party at the top doesn't stand for any of that. And I think I, I really believe Carrie Lake used the people. 
she used Republican voters. I don't really think she was ever interested in being governor. I think she wants to be the vice president on a ticket with Trump. And I think I that thing would go nowhere either. In the national media today, say if she was offered the opportunity to run as an AOC liberal with a guarantee to win, she'd take it in a heartbeat. Oh, boy, that tells you a lot. All right. Uh, coming up right now is Five Spot. This is where we put five of you on the spot about a news story that everyone's talking about. You've heard our interview with Brewer. Uh, what we talked about was, you know, Carrie Lake told McCain Republicans to get the hell out. And I think that's why she lost the race. We want you to call us. You're a Republican. You voted in the midterms. And you consider yourself uh, a McCain supporter in the past. A McCain Republican, if you will. I'd like I Chad too, we'd like to hear what you have yeah. to say. So were you so, turned off by it or right. are you just voting R down the line? Two seven seven KTAR six oh two two seven seven five eight two seven. You're Republican, you voted in the midterms, and you consider yourself a McCain Republican. We'll talk to you coming up next. And Chad. All right, we're going to put five of you on the spot about a new story everybody's talking about. You have called if you are a Republican. You voted in the midterms. You know, you kind of consider yourself a McCain Republican. Here's the question we're going to ask you. Uh, did Carrie Lake turn you off? When Carrie Lake started bashing John McCain, calling him a loser, saying we drove a stake through the heart of the McCain mis- uh, machine on her on her last week, she said, hey, uh, if you're a McCain, what did she say? Uh, if you're a McCain's, uh, uh, if you're a McCain, McCain supporter Republican, or yeah. Repu- Republican uh, you know, raise your hand or whatever. Get out of here. Get the hell out. We don't, we don't need you. All right. I'm looking to get no votes. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Five callers. Uh, let's take the first one and see where we go from here. Uh, Gary in Cave Creek, uh, are you a McCain Republican? What would you think about Kerry Lake's comments? You know, you know, Gatos, I got to tell you something funny. Because I used to watch religiously John Hook and Kerry Lake religiously. Mm. I loved them as a couple on the news. The minute she became in politics, I was like, who the hell is this woman? <laughs> I know. I, I, I could not believe what I was hearing. And I'll tell you something. She got exactly what she deserved. So so you're a McCain you supporter. Did you did you not vote for Carrie Lake because of what she said about John McCain? Or did you still vote? You just, you oh, know. without a without a doubt. Without okay. a doubt. All right. All right. So and, and I hope I, I hope I hope when she said walk out, I hope everybody walked out. Yeah. 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 That'd have been great. And you could tell by his accent he's definitely a native here. <laughs> Here's You're Brooklyn. awesome, Chad. <laughs> uh, Dave in Phoenix, uh, are you McCain Republican? What do you think of the comments by Kerry Lake? I am. I voted Republican every other election since Ronald Reagan's second term. I just couldn't stand her. She turned me off. Her comments, you know, and the election denying thing in general has got me down. Trump lost. Deal with it. Get over it. Did you vote for Let's Hobbs? Did you vote for Hobbs? I did. Wow. I did. You and never... I happened to be in a professional financial services group, and Hobbs came to speak to our group. Carrie Lake refused. All right. Uh, wow. I also, vote, I also voted for Fontes. I've gotten to know him a little bit personally, and I think that Fincham is just unhinged. Yeah. Well, I think and everybody thinks Dave, that. Dave, you've never voted for uh, uh, a Democrat before? Almost never. I voted for Felicia Rodolini here a couple of years ago, and that's the only Dem I'd ever voted for before this year. Boom. Boom. There There's you go. the mic drop. And, yeah. and you know how many people are out there just like Dave? A lot. A lot. And that is why I've said Carrie Lake blew it 100% all by herself. She did. 
She had everything in front of her and the Republicans across the state and nationwide. You had opportunities and you failed. You did. Frederick in Goodyear, uh, what'd you think of Carrie Lake's comments? You know, I, um, I lost, I think they were very disingenuous. I was very disappointed. I really thought Karen Taylor Robeson was going to win. I was so looking forward to that to represent the Republican Party. And again, so disappointed. I think your first uh, caller did talk about her being a good newscaster, which I thought she was, but she has no credibility to stand behind and uh, represent us as a governor. So as a Republican, did you vote for Hobbs? No. You voted for Lake? No. All right, you wrote you somebody in, and I bet that was Karen Taylor Robson. I should have wrote her in anyways. Yep. Yeah, right. Okay, she wrote so, Chad in because we know how that would have ended perfectly. So we've had the first two Republicans call us. They voted for Hobbs. Yeah. Then the third Republican, I left it blank. This is where Carrie Lake blew it. We have time. Uh, let's see who else we got. Uh, Peggy and Chandler, what would you think of the comments? Yeah, I'm, I'm a John McCain. I, I think he's amazing. I think he's wonderful. And, and when I heard that, that was it. And you, and you, as a Republican, did you vote for Hobbs or leave it blank? I did. I did. I've been voting Republican since I was 18 years old. I, uh, I represented folks in the city of Phoenix, and I had the pleasure of working with um, Senator McCain. Didn't he, always agree with him, sure. But you know what? That's how it should be. You can have discussions. You can, you can talk. You can be civil. And uh, you, and yeah, just interrupt. You voted for Hobbs. I did. Wow. Yeah. And you don't sound thrilled by it. I appreciate no. your call. we got to jump here. But yeah, that uh, is that is telling. shows you everything you need to know about what I hope you guys heard that out there, especially the people in Lakes Camp going, well, maybe that was a turnoff. I wonder if anybody said, you know what, that was what were you thinking? What if anybody has the control? Where you say, what were you thinking? My goodness. We don't have any McCain Republicans in here, do we? Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, Chad, it was uh, 2001. I was sitting here uh, at KTAR, and a story came in that was just horrific. Uh, And a lot of you know the story. Robert uh, Fisher, uh, in 2001, killed his family and blew the house up in Scottsdale. And this guy was never located. He was actually removed from the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives list. They think he's dead? Usually when they do that, they think he's dead? Uh, They think he might be. Who knows? But um, there's a story today that we've been reporting on, and I I don't know what the situation is there, but it's eerily similar. It definitely has a a feel to it with the propane and everything. The Phoenix police confirmed... uh, that there was an incident involving two adults and three children, all of whom were found dead inside the house. Police have said that all five had obvious signs of trauma. You talked about a propane tank. I mean, this looks like a murder-suicide to me. Yep. 7th Avenue and Northern, three children killed. Um, I, again, we're, we're speculating a bit. Uh, but this is exactly what that sounds like. You and I heard it a little while ago, and we're like, yeah, this doesn't, this doesn't sound and, right. And when the police say, eh, we're not really looking for anybody. Mm, that means that, yeah. Uh, joining us now is uh, Luke Forstner. He's, uh, he was out there uh, at the resident most of the day, 7th Avenue in Northern. 
Um, Luke, I know that the police aren't saying, yes, this is, we've confirmed it, this is a murder-suicide. But what did you learn out there uh, when you, you were there all morning? What did you learn? Yeah, so, I mean... The, the, the first indication we got that there could be more to this and this could be more than just like a gas leak or, you know, what, what they were calling it is there was a presence of gas in the house. They weren't even calling it a gas leak. Um, so but the first indication we got was when police say, yeah, we can't go in right away, even though the house has kind of been cleared of any danger from the gas. Uh, they said we can't go in. We have to get like a warrant to go in there, and we have like some. We have to get like some specialists in here. So that was the first indication. Okay, maybe something else happened here. And then, like you said, obvious signs of trauma on all five of the people in the house, um, and no, no expected outstanding suspects is what they're saying. Hey, Luke, how did the the, the people find out that people were? dead i mean have they been you know uh, killed was it several days ago was it something that was recent was there a well check so that's that's the thing again we don't really know 100 percent. we do know around eight o'clock there was a call um reporting this gas incident um and saying there was a person inside um we don't know who made that call. We don't know if it was a neighbor. We don't know, you know, who made this call, who alerted authorities to this. Um, and they they weren't telling us that either when, when they were asked about it. So, again, that's kind of another part of the story. There are a lot of parts of this story at this point that we're still kind of just in the dark about and until we get more information. All right, Luke, thank you very much for the report. Yeah, of course. Luke Forstner was out there, 7th and Northern. This is this to me is grisly, man. Yeah, and it feels like you and I were talking. Somebody tried to blow up the house and wander away, and it right. didn't work, and there was no way out. Yeah, I don't know who. All I know is there are three kids that are dead. I, I that's special place in hell. Oh gosh, special place in hell for right. people like that. Yeah. All right. So because I heard the story earlier today. And what the story was mostly about was a gas leak. Yeah, like you it, thought maybe, okay, they, they got poisoned, right? It oh, was absolutely. carbon monoxide, something like that. Yeah. I don't think that's what no, happened. No, And they're saying there's trauma, obviously, obvious trauma to the body, so. Made me think of the Robert Fisher story immediately. All right, we don't know exactly what happened. We'll try and find out what happened, and then we'll tell you. Uh, but it looks it looks awful. It looks very, very sad. Coming up next, um so the border, it's so bad that Yuma residents are hiring armed security guards. That We're is not good. Tell you that story next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chat Show. This portion of the program is being brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right. Uh, earlier this hour, we had an interview with uh, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. She has spoken to Katie Hobbs. Spoken. Congratulated her. Uh, also, she has uh, choice words for the GOP chair in Arizona, Kelly Ward. And if you missed it, we're going to play some of that in the 5 o'clock hour. It is must hear. Must hear. Okay. Uh, let's go over the border for a few minutes because there, you know, uh, I guess Title 42 is going to be going away, Chad, and that makes it more difficult. Why? Uh, well, because it was easy to turn around and send him straight back because it was the, you know, CDC and Trump era uh, thing that was put in place that says, hey, we've got a pandemic going on. You guys can't come over here. And so it was simple and easy. Now, well, going away, the flood, it's, we've already got a flood. This looks like a tsunami. Now, it does get this. There are reports and we talked to the uh, mayor of Yuma 
all the time. Because, I mean, you Because must- after we insulted him by not knowing his name on several <laughs> occasions, even though it was in front of us, he still continues to come on. He's, he's a very nice man. There's no doubt about it. Um, with, with migrants flooding Yuma and migrants flooding Yuma hospitals, um, it has caused residents to fear for their safety. And there are residents in Yuma that are hiring armed security. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Listen. I don't think any of us know. Well, I mean, we should know, but we don't. I don't know who's coming over the border. No. I don't know if they're dangerous. I don't know if they're not dangerous. I don't know if their family's just looking for a better life. Well, I don't know if, if they, they have documentation. Cost. How do I know I could trust the documentation? I, exactly. There you go. So uh, there are two families, apparently, at least, that are starting to say, you know what? Uh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't feel good about this. I'm seeing too many you know, people... Uh, that are causing problems in Yuma. And we've talked to the mayor, and he, I mean, he said, yeah, there's some crime. But when you look at nearly 1 million or 4 million, I don't know, they, they've crossed since Trump took, uh, excuse me, since Biden took office. Uh, Trump actually tried to stop people from coming in. Yeah, that was the goal. Like, you know, the whole wall thing. But how about just getting a handle somewhat on what's going on there? Just a smidge. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what to make. Here's Jonathan Lyons. This is what he had to say a little earlier today. Take a listen. We have two homes right behind us and then a farm that's down about another mile. And he's a Yuma City official. And they were constantly having people come into their homes, uh, into their yards. Um, He's a Yuma City County official. My bad. And they were not very respectful. Uh, so two of these families down here actually had to hire private security guards uh, to keep people, armed security guards, to keep people out of their yards. Can you imagine? No. It's like you come home and it's like, oh, there's a bunch of other people in our in, 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 in our house. No. Like, first of all, if I'm sneaking into another country or doing whatever it is that they're doing, the thought of just wandering into somebody's house. It's crazy. Is crazy. It's a crazy. Like, is that what they're being told? Hey, just pick a house and move on into it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when the president is going to finally look at this and say, you know what? We really should be doing something. Uh, You and I sit here and we complain about it, and I understand it. I think a lot of other people complain about it because, you know, it's we're a border state. And, and, you know, we take, well, actually, Texas. You see what Texas did today? Yeah. Texas got the the buses going and they sent it to Philadelphia. uh, He declared an invasion yesterday. Abbott did. All right, so if Lake had won, she would have declared it an invasion. What is what does it do for... Hobbs for, is already saying she's getting rid of all of those containers, and I guess it's just going to be open borders even more, and then she'll blame it on Trump. Yeah. She did tell us that. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard uh, her say she's going to get rid of the containers. I thought that was one of the things she said. She wanted it. There was, she wants no barriers. <laughs> I know, man. Let's hope, let's hope not. I mean, the con- listen. By the way, we should also say this: those containers are supposed to be removed but when there's a wall. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: it's when they they've planned. Like Biden has actually planned to build the wall there, but I think that's a lot of you know double speak. I don't think he'll ever service, do exactly. You know, oh, hold on, we got to go get some more environmental. It's about running out the clock. Yeah. If I'm Hobbs, just leave the stupid things on the border. Yeah. You, 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 the first thing you do as governor, you're going to remove those things, even though it's kind of a stunt, but I get it. Would you uh, think maybe, you know what, before I do this, how about I go and talk to some Border Patrol and say, look, is this guy, is this really helping you guys? Is this making it easier to do your job right now? I think it is. I think it's funneling people to, you know, a certain area where they could be caught. Yeah. And that's really all they're doing.
But again, we have a Democratic governor ready to take office. How will she uh, handle this uh, border mess? I don't know yet. All right, Skatos Chacha.